0: for the blood of Jesus because without the blood of Jesus we would have never been able to go to the throne room of grace and our sins would have never been covered completely now understand what I just said I said our sins would have never been able to be covered completely now let's read Hebrews chapter 9 I'm going to go verses 1 through 15, but what I'm going to focus on, it's just going to kind of give us a headway, but I want to focus on verses 12 through 15, but we're going to read them all. It says, then indeed, even the first covenant had ordinances of divine service and the earthly sanctuary for a tabernacle was prepared. The first part in which was a lampstand, the, the table and the showbread, which is called the sanctuary. And behind the second veil, the part of the tabernacle, which is called the holiest of all of the holy of holies, which had the golden censer and the ark of the covenant overlaid all the sides with gold and in which were the golden pot that had the had the manna Aaron's rod that budded in the ta- and the tablets of the covenant and above it were the cherubim of glory overshadowing the mercy seat of the of these things. We cannot now speak in detail Now, when these things had been thus prepared, the priest always went into the first part of the tabernacle, performing the services. But unto the second part, the high priest went alone once a year, not without blood, which he offered for himself and for the people's sins committed in ignorance. The Holy Spirit indicating this. That the way into the holiest of all was not yet made manifest while the first tabernacle was still standing. It was symbolic for the present time in which both gifts and sacrifices are offered, which cannot make him who performed a service perfect in regard to the conscience. Concerned only with foods and drinks, various washings and fleshly ordinances imposed until the time of reformation. Now listen here. But Christ came. As high priest of the good things to come. With the greater and more perfect tabernacle not made with hands that is not of this creation. Here we go with verse 12. This is what I want to focus on. Verses 12 through 15. Not with the blood of goats and calves but with his own blood. He entered the most holy place once for all. Having obtained eternal redemption. For if the blood of bulls and goats and the ashes of a a heifer sprinkling the unclean sanctifies for the purifying of the flesh. How much more shall the blood of Christ who through the eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God cleanse your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. And for this reason he is the mediator of the new covenant by means of death for the redemption of the transgressions under the first covenant for those who are called many receive the promise of the eternal inheritance would you stretch your hand this way and pray dear heavenly father we come before you right now and I just pray God that you would allow me to speak the word God that you have, uh, have brought to, my, my, the, to the front of my mind God right now. Father I pray right now that you would hide me behind your veil God that this is not my word but this is your word. God you, I just spoke it by the very verses of the Bible that you have created that you, you inspired and God I just pray right now Lord that you would give me the strength to preach the word of God about the blood of your son Jesus Christ that you, ha- you, that you gave us delivered to us that he could die on the cross of Calvary for our sins and for the redemption of our our souls and Father right now in the name of Jesus I pray God that no one would see me right now God but they would see the Holy Spirit and they would see you through me that they would see that there is still power in the blood of Jesus Christ that there is still power in pleading the blood over things that are necessary God that there is still stuff Lord that we can call upon the blood of Jesus Christ for and God we just ask all these things in your precious holy name I'm going to skip a little bit of this and we're going to go right to the power of the blood. I had more, more, uh, more in depth to go into, but I, I really feel like getting into the power of the blood of Jesus. How many of you understand that there is power in the blood of Jesus? I want to tell you something this morning. As I, as I was just kind of reflecting over what I was going to be preaching today. I was going. I was. I was reading. It, I was. On, and I was on uh, uh, sermons. Uh, sermoncentral.com, and I was. I was going through several different sermons about the blood because I was just trying to trying to get the get the uh, the, the, the knowledge of other ministers and trying to just to get the knowledge. And, and I come across some comments on a on, uh, uh, on, on a message that was on there. And a lot of the comments, the 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 message was, is that the, the preacher was talking about pleading the blood of Jesus. He was talking about pleading the blood of Jesus over over things that we go over and things that we struggle with and things that we go through. And then all of a sudden, all these i read this one comment and it really just struck my mind. And I—I I really I really began to to war with the enemy right at that point in time because someone made this comment that the pleading of the blood is no longer for us. Hmm. Let that sink in for just a minute. This person was making a comment to another preacher. Saying that the pleading of the blood of Jesus is no longer for the Christian today. Oh boy. Oh boy. And all of a sudden the spirit began to rise up in me. And I, and I began to think on many things and think about the times of my life when, I've, when I have faced struggle and I have faced trials and temptations in my life. And the only way that I could get through those struggles was to get down on my hands and my knees and begin to plead the blood of Jesus Christ over those situations. I can remember when I was overseas and I was dealing with alcoholism and I was dealing with that demon that was inside of me and every time we would hit a port, the first place that I would go to was the nearest pub and I would sit down on, on that bar and I would belly up and I would begin to order drinks and I would begin to toss them back just like they were nothing and, I, and all of a sudden I, I, I began to feel the conviction of the Holy Spirit why? because I was brought up in the, in the, in the church and I would go back to, my, to, to the ship that night and I would get, I would get into my, my bed at night and I would start to start to cry and weep why? because the conviction of God was overpowering me and it was coming down so, so deep inside of me and I, was just, I would begin in that drunken stupor just to begin to plead the blood of Jesus over my life now I wasn't a strong Christian. I wasn't even living for the Lord at the time. So, once again, we'd go to port, and I'd go right back and do the same thing again. But, I, but let me tell you something. As Christians, when we face troubles and trials, and when we face the situations that come against us, I want to tell you something today, church. There is power in the blood of Jesus Christ. Another comment that I read was the fact that somebody said that the sprinkling of the blood was, was only in the Old Testament and that the Old Testament was no longer for us today. It's ama- that, that amazes me. Because I believe in, the, in, in Matthew that Jesus says, I didn't come to destroy the prophecy. I came to fulfill it. You see, the Old Testament is just a prophecy of the New Testament. It's not that we have to get rid of the Old Testament, but it's the fulfillment. The New Testament is the fulfillment. So we still need the Old Testament. Now, I, I want to I kind of give us a little, a little bit of, of what we're going to go over today. There's still power in the blood of Jesus. But I want us to understand something. In the Levitical law or the Mosaic law, what they, what they were to do was the high priest would come into uh, in, into the holies of holies after he sprinkled blood on the altar now there had to be a sacrifice now I want us to understand that there's, there's character in the blood I want us to understand something here that be, sins in the Old Testament were not done away with completely if you notice what happened is they had to go year after year after year after a year to atone for their sins. Now those sins were not washed away, they were covered. There's a difference between the, the sacrifice of animals and the sacrifice of bulls and goats that happened in those days, than there was with the sacrifice of the perfect Lamb of God. There's a different character of the blood. You see, the character of the blood of goats and animals was that of things that were raised by human. They weren't perfect. They weren't sinless. We all know that animals are filthy beings, right? They are not above reproach. They are not above sin. They were filthy. But, that, but we, we gave of the blood of our sacrifice, and then we took that to the high priest, and he was able to go into the Holy of Holies if he, if, if he himself was in the, in the place where he needed to be. Now fast forward to the New Testament. And we have this guy who was born of a Virgin Mary. Which is a miracle all in its own. You see, we are not capable in our own minds to fathom the fact that the Holy Spirit came down. Found a Virgin Mary who was very young at the time. Chose her to be the mother of Jesus. Was with her and conceived a holy seed in her belly. It is extremely impossible for the human mind to comprehend that. Now, once we begin to comprehend comprehend that, then then we can fast forward and understand that that very seed, that very very person, nine to ten months later, who became the the son of God after birth, Jesus Christ himself, had to be perfect and blameless living on this earth and had to die and shed blood his blood for us that was the only way that that our sins would be complete there is a completeness in the blood of Jesus Christ no longer does sin have to be just covered and all of a sudden we have to go once again another year and we have to go before a high priest but Jesus came we read it in the scripture in verse 12 but Jesus or verse 11 Jesus came as that high priest Jesus came to give his ultimate sacrifice giving the blood that he shed on Calvary for our salvation you see too often today churches of our day are just they don't want to preach about the blood they they, it's gory it's grotesque but if you read the Bible from Genesis to Revelation, there's not very many chapters that don't mention the word blood. The, but the Bible is a very bloody and a very gory and a very grotesque word. But you know what it 's all for the atonement of sin it 's all for the redemption of our sins it 's all for the for the for the glorification of Jesus Christ of the Holy Ghost and the God the Father and i 've come by to tell somebody today i don 't know who needs to hear this i don 't know who needs to understand what, what i 'm trying to say today, but when you 're going through trouble when you 're going through trial when temptations are hitting you so hard and, you, and, and you're just you 're struggling through life and, and your mind is being perplexed by everything there 's still power in the blood of jesus that 's the time where you need to put on your music that's the time where you need to hit down on your knees and you begin you need to begin to pray father in the name of Jesus Christ I plead the blood over my life right now I plead the blood over my family I plead the blood over my lo- my lost loved ones I plead the blood over those that need a complete healing in the name of Jesus I plead the blood over those that need delivered from drugs and alcohol I, I, I plead the blood over those who need who need deliverance from prostitution from those who need deliverance from everything that is going on you know we've got all we've all, we just right down the road we've got we've got people that are that are uh, that are uh, uh, bound up and and in an asylum that they're because they're they're wrapped up in their mind with things that are going on in their mind they're in, they're called in what's called a behavioral health system and they're locked up in there why because satan has got their minds so screwed up But well, we need we as a church today need to need to understand that there's power in the blood of jesus and and from now on every time i i drive by that there's more than one by t- every time i drive on my way home i i pleading the blood of Jesus over that building that the blood of Jesus can reach down in the minds of those people and can begin to take that twisted and contorted word and begin to make their minds sane and then I, I, I pray that the plea, and plead the blood of Jesus that they begin to open up their word and then when they, when they begin to open up the word the blood of Jesus allows them to see the word for what it is and, the, and the, they begin to read and understand the word of God uh, and I am praying and, and you, might, you might think but well, this is a weird word this morning I don't care this is what the Lord's laid on my heart I'm not even looking at my notes because I'm just preaching the way the Holy Ghost wants me to preach and I'm telling you there's still power in the name of Jesus, there's still power in the blood of Jesus. I don't need somebody to tell me that the blood of Jesus is not for us anymore. I know for a fact that when I ple- pleaded the blood of Jesus over my life, he changed me. He set me apart. You see, the blood of Jesus is a changing blood of Jesus. When I knelt down to an altar, I didn't go down there just for have my guilt washed away, but there was something that happened in my life. You see, I was dirty inside. I was black inside. And there, there came a red blood that come down and it cleansed me and it made me, white. I'm telling you something. There's power in the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Man, I feel the power of the Holy Spirit in this building this morning. I know we're few in numbers, but that's okay. There's still power in the blood of Jesus. I I, want to give you just a little bit of an example about the power of Jesus. I don't know if anybody's ever tried this, but take take a real tight rubber band and wrap it around the top of your arm, whichever one's your good arm, until you completely turn off the blood flow to your arm. Now, I don't suggest that you actually try this. But I know for a fact, medically, this is true. So, any, anybody ever gave blood in here? Had to give blood for a medical thing or anything? They put that band on your arm and, all, and they, they take blood? Well, what happens to your arm when they put that rubber band on? It stops the flow of blood and you begin to do this number. And you begin to move around. What what happens is, is, for one, your skin starts to, tar- to turn a dark color. You see, your muscles are still moving, but there's no blood running through them. And, and you know, scientifically and physiolog- uh, physiologically, if I can get that word out, if you were to completely cut off the blood circulation to your arm, and you would begin to, to, to do that, move your muscles, and you, be- you begin to swing a hammer or something. By the time you get to around the 10th swing... With no blood, your arm is now purple to a black in color. You are feeling about 10,000 million needles going through your arm. And all of a sudden, cramping begins to take place in your arm. Now, this is symbolic. I want you to understand what I'm saying right here. That is symbolic of sin in our life. Very symbolic of sin that's going on in our life. And this, this is the power of the blood of Jesus. This is symbolical. Now... When you get to that point where your arm is cramping and you can, you can no longer move it, there's no blood flowing, and all of a sudden, I, I, I didn't even realize I wore a black shirt today to go along with this, but, but you look at your arm and it's black in color, just like a sinful heart. But then what happens all of a sudden, any, any of you, when you've given blood, what happens as soon as that tourniquet is gone? Immediate relief. Immediately, your skin be- begins to turn back to its original color. Immediately, the pain that is in your muscles begins to go away. Why? Because there is a cleansing factor. Come on. There is a cleansing factor in your blood. It's called oxygen. And that oxygen, when it flows through, it begins to hit your muscles. And it begins to cleanse your muscles. And it begins to cleanse your skin. You see, your skin without, without proper blood and proper o- uh, oxygen, the pigment of your skin begins to change color. And then when, when blood is released back into it, it changes back. So when we as Christians have sin in our life, when we're we living that facade, Of I'm a Christian on Sunday morning. But when I go to school on Monday. I'm looking at things I shouldn't look at. I'm doing things with my friends I shouldn't be doing. When I go to work I'm talking things I shouldn't be talking. I'm not living the the life that I should be living. I'm living one way in front of the people that I want to see one way. And I'm trying to please the other. You see, that causes our heart to begin to turn black. It causes our heart to start, to start dying off of the blood flow of Jesus Christ. And as it turns and it turns and it turns, ultimately what happens is as we completely pull away from Jesus Christ, we completely pull away from the church. We completely pull away from the Christian people that we've already surrounded ourselves by. We completely pull out, and all of a sudden we find ourselves we're not even darkening the door of the church. We're, we're not even thinking about going to church. We put our Bible on the footstool, and it begins to collect dust. You know, we put everything that we know. We we, 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 we delete the application on our phone, the Bible app off of our phone, because we don't want to see it. Why? Because every time we open up our phone and we see the application we begin to feel the guilt of God but we don't want to have that you know just a little bitty bit of that blood starts to flow and starts to cleanse us and we begin to feel that conviction power and all but we don't want that but when we come and the conviction finally hits us so hard when we finally say you know what i'm done oh my i am tired of living i've been there church I can remember very vividly I, when I was 22 years old, living in the military. I had, done, I, had li- I had sowed my wild oats, but I was sick and tired of living the way I was living. I was living in a life full of sin, but there was, there was a hunger that started to well up inside of me. There was something inside of me that said, Brother Randy, I don't want this life no more. I know of a better life. I know of a blood of a Jesus Christ that can come in and that can cleanse my soul. And in my, in, in, in my very bed and in, in, on, on the ship that night, I, can, I heard Jesus calling me out very vividly. I heard him calling my name. And he, and I, he said it about ten times, and I, I kept shaking it off. But I kept feeling that, that power, and all of a sudden, I finally answered him. And I said, what in the world do you want? I said it just like that. You see, in in my sin and in my sin nature, I was angry with God. I didn't want Him to save me. My heart was crying out for it, but my mind was fighting that thing. But all of a sudden, I started to feel the love of that blood. You see, that blood, what pumps blood? The heart. Where does love come from? The heart. All of a sudden, there... My heart started beating a little faster. My heart started beating a little stronger. I started feeling just a little bit more of a power of the blood of Jesus Christ. I started to feel something coming in in my life. and, And what was it doing? It was cleansing me. The guilt that I was feeling for doing all those things. Suddenly was starting to wither away. It was starting to move out. And then. I could feel tears starting to run down my face. I felt the love of Jesus so powerful in my life. Sister Cheryl, that all I could do was start crying out. Jesus. 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 Cleanse me with your precious blood. Wash me with your precious blood. Now I was doing this out loud. There was all kinds of military men standing around me. They saw the tears coming down my face and all of a sudden I started seeing tears falling down others' faces. Why? Because the blood of Jesus was falling. You see, there's still power in the name of Jesus. There's still power in the blood of Jesus. When a sinner walks down and gives his life to uh, saving, the saving knowledge of Jesus Christ, if there's another one sitting in the building, all of a sudden that love is going to bounce off, and that power of the blood of Jesus is going to hit that person. And all of a sudden that blood is going to begin flowing through their veins. And all of a sudden their heart's going to start changing color. And when they just finally decide to make that decision, to start praying that very prayer, the blood of Jesus Christ is going to come through them, and they're going to be washed and cleansed just the same. Hallelujah There's power In the blood of Jesus Aren't you thankful For the blood of Jesus today The power of the blood of Jesus Is a cleansing power Let me finally get to my notes I gotta, I, I gotta, There's a couple of points I need to make in here One I already started to make Listen to this The word purge means to cleanse free from filth. The blood of Jesus is a purging blood. It cleanses us from all filth. The blood of the Old Testament sacrificial system could never completely cleanse the stains of sin away. It was never completed. I could not imagine being under the Mosaic and the Levitical law. Of having to take my sins to the high priest. And wondering. Because Sister Norma. That would make me wonder. Did they do what I asked them to? Could you imagine having to rely on someone else for your sin? I I would often wonder throughout that year. Did they ask God forgiveness for me? Did they sprinkle the right amount of blood on the altar? Were they even holy enough to go into the Holy of Holies? Did that bell ring and did someone have to pull them out? You see, the people weren't there. They didn't know what was going on. I wonder what we would have to do today, how how we would feel today if we had to go and, and tell our sins. I'm not Catholic. I, I've been to a Catholic church one time. And if you're Catholic, I don't, I don't want to step on your toes or anything. But I could not sit in a booth next to another man and profess my sins and him, tell me, your sins are forgiven, knowing that he is just a carnal man and he's not perfect." Why? Because I know without a shadow of a doubt, that there's still power in the blood of Jesus. There's redemption in the power of Jesus. It's a cleansing power. However, the blood of Jesus completely cleanses the sinner. Of his sin. It's a cleansing power. It's a power to change. The blood of Jesus is a power. Now, you can't tell me because I've experienced it. You can't tell me that if I truly kneel down to an altar. And truly give my life over to Jesus. That that blood does not change me. Listen to it. It's a power to change. When the blood of Jesus is applied. It purges the very conscious. From dead works. To serving. The living God. It's right there in Hebrews. It. Completely. Purges. Our conscious mind from dead works what does that mean it means that we know that we should no longer be thinking about our old man but we should be thinking about the cleansing power that has just run through us and continue on in living for the Lord when you're saved you experience a change of heart that results in a change of your lifestyle You cannot have a change of heart at this altar and live the same way you were living. You must have a change of lifestyle. It's a power to claim. The thought that is implied in these verses, verses, I believe, verses 13 and 14, is that the sinner is brought to God through the work of the blood of Jesus the blood of Jesus does far more than just wash us of our sins. It does far more than just cleanse us of those sins. But it purchases us out of sin. Listen to that. It purchases us out of sin and makes us the very possession of God. We are no longer a possession of the enemy. You see, when I was a teenager, I used to try to be a, a fence Christian. Anybody, anybody knows, know what that term is, a fence Christian? I used to try to sit on the fence post and have one leg on one side and one leg on the other side. But what happens eventually is, is your bum begins to get tired, and you fall one way or the other. Why? Because that life is too hard. Sitting on that post is too hard. Eventually, you're going to go one way or the other. So I would rather be purchased of sin and become a possession of God. So now we are a possession of God. Power to claim. Christian, go ahead and come. I want to read this to you. This is a little story I found. Robert Bruce of Scotland was leading his men in a battle to gain independence from England. Listen to this very carefully. Near the end of the conflict, the English wanted to capture the Bruce to keep him from assuming his position as next in line for the Scottish crown. So they put his own bloodhounds on his trail. Listen. Any anybody ever seen bloodhounds track They put his very own bloodhounds on his trail. When they got close, and Bruce could hear them barking, he could hear them coming. His attendant said to him, we are done for. They are on our trail. And they are going to reveal our hiding place. Now before I go on, I want want you to understand this. The Bible said that the devil is walking about or seeking about, roaring as a lion, seeking whom he may devour. That means that, that, that the devil is our very own hounds who is trying to find us and trying to get us before we receive our crown. He's on our tracks. He's close to us. We can hear the very voice of the devil claiming us. Listen to this. Here's what he said to his attendant. It's all right. He headed for a stream that flowed through the forest. All of a sudden, he plunged in and waded upstream just a short distance. When he came out on the other bank, he was in the depths of the forest. Within minutes... The hounds tracing their master's steps came to the bank of the river. But they went no further. The English soldiers urged them on, but the trail was broken. You see today that stream that we need to wade in Is the blood of Jesus Christ. You see, Satan can't cross the bloodline. He can't cross the bloodline. When you submerge yourself in the blood of Jesus Christ, Satan and his foes who are following you on your trail are going to lose your scent, they're going to lose your track. Why sister Kim there's power in the blood of Jesus and when you're washed and cleansed in the blood of Jesus you're able you're able to get set back on the trail that God has put you on and eventually you're going to reach your crown and what is that crown here's another power of the blood of Jesus It's called, there's freedom of a the future. There's power of a future in the blood of Jesus. What is that future? Our heavenly home. You see, no doubtly after the hounds lost his scent, Bruce received his crown and became the person that he was meant to be in Scotland. You see, today some of us are fighting the enemy when all we have to really understand is we just need to step into the bloodline. You've got lost loved ones that you're praying for. You just got to step into the bloodline. You got to step into that river of flowing blood and let him cleanse you. Let him remove that thing. Now, this isn't just for the sinner. Oftentimes, we as Christians forget that there's power in the blood. We often step out of that river of blood on the wrong side. And we step right back into the, 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 the sin and, and, and put our scent back off to Satan. We do. Pastors, too. Don't think that I'm above that. I'm not. If you don't think the enemy fights a pastor, come step in my shoes. I'll let you. Because it's a daily battle. When I wake up in the morning on Monday morning, here's what I hear. You didn't do good enough. That word that you spoke wasn't for them people. What do you think you're doing? Standing in front of them declaring the word of the Lord. Who do you think you are? And that's just the first 30 seconds. Let me tell you, those, those that have preached the word of God, those that have ministered the word of God, taught the word of God, as soon as you get done, what happens? The enemy comes in like a flood, fighting us, trying to get us out of that river of blood. So what I want to do this morning is I want to declare to that person on the internet I don't even know who they are I don't care but I want to declare this there's still power in the blood of Jesus and when I have struggle I'm going to openly with a loud voice plead the blood of Jesus I'm going to open my mouth And I'm going to cry out, Abba Father, send me once again the blood of Jesus. Cleanse my soul. Cleanse my spirit. Cleanse that 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 has come out within me. Cleanse my mind. Cleanse my heart. Cleanse my being. Allow me to be whole. Once again in the name of Jesus. Would you stand with me? This was a very simple word of God. And sadly enough, there are too many ministers who are standing behind this pulpit that forget to preach or just completely refuse to preach about the blood of Jesus. Not only do they refuse to preach about the blood of Jesus, but they refuse to preach about the cross and how the blood of Jesus came about. Well, I'm telling you today that I believe in the cross and I believe in the blood. I believe that when those cat of nine tails ripped his flesh apart and that he began to pour that out, that that blood was for my salvation, that that blood was for my redemption, that that blood was for my cleansing, that that blood was for the power of the revealing of Jesus Christ to myself. And I believe that for you. Here's what I want to do today. small as we are I just want everybody to come up and just find a place to pray and I want us just to realize I want us to understand and I want I I just want us to begin to to pray to God and to let him him understand that we know there's still power in the blood of Jesus I want us to begin to plead the blood of Jesus over our lives I want us to, and, and I, want us, I want you to do me a favor. If you have family here today, I want you to get with your family. I, I want you to get with your family members. If your family's not here today, that's fine. Get with your family members. Sister Norma, if you come up behind Christian, she's your family. And I want us to begin to plead the blood of Jesus over our households. You know, there, there once was a day... When we pled the blood over our households daily, it's a lost art. People don't plead the blood over their households anymore. They pray over simple things. God, we need this, we need that. But I want us to get back to today. You see, we're living in some very tremendous, hard times. We're living in times where our children are suffering things they shouldn't be suffering. They're seeing things that they should not be seeing. At very young ages, our children are dealing with pornography. Our children are dealing with self-harm. Our children are dealing with psychiatric illnesses, psychotic episodes, our children are being put in homes where they're being placed on medications that are completely ripping them apart why because as a nation we stopped pleading the blood of jesus hmm i feel i feel the power of the, of, of the lord right now everybody begin to just just pray Holy Spirit, move right now. Hallelujah. Let's just begin to pray and plead the blood. Lift your voices and pray. Father, right now, in the name of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit, we plead the very blood of Jesus on our households, we plead the very blood of Jesus upon our families. God right now in the name of Jesus I plead the blood over my family I plead the blood over my wife God I plead the blood over my mind I plead the blood over my children I plead the blood right now in the name of Jesus over psychotic issues over the demons of the enemy coming in and fighting like a flood I plead the blood of Jesus over my lost loved ones I plead the blood of Jesus over this church I plead the blood of Jesus over this community I begin to plead the blood of Jesus Father once again I want I, I want to get a back God to where we are pleading the blood of